When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 102 of the Retro Gamers here on YouTube, or if you're listening on iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Larry here. And Anthony here, or watching. Yeah, either or, we're dual purpose now. It's like a, yes. it's like the YouTube video is the uh, you know Super Nintendo version, and the podcast audio is now like the Game Boy version. Yeah, pretty much, although I will say trying to set this up has basically, <laughs> the YouTube version is currently the Virtual Boy version of our podcast. Yeah, it's get, it's It's been rough, but we're working through the kinks, you know, we're uh, we're getting there, folks. This has been a, uh, a groundswell from the beginning, so uh, just... Yes, it has been, and I'm here actually this week, it looks like in all my pixelated glory, if you look <laughs> down at my shirt. <laughs> we got a little bit of there. And I'm not talking about the merch, I'm talking about the fact that black apparently seems to pixelate. <laughs> That's okay. It's still coming up. Beautiful wear right there. Tchip.com. Do a search for the Retro Gamers and hashtag VB Sucks or just the Retro Gamers and that should come up anyway. VB uh, Sucks is better than <laughs> So, yeah, we're here um, just kind of trucking along for another week. Uh, finally, <laughs> again, getting the kinks worked out of this. Uh, and anything happening there in your neck of the woods the last uh, week or so? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I'm just going to grab these. Um, I received... Um, I received a package in the in the snail mail, the original mail, not oh the email. Gosh. Frank not the email, delivered to you? No, no, Frank. You know what? I think I'm I'm a little outside of his route. Um, <laughs> slightly. I don't I'm think you want to walk here. Yeah. But uh, I did get a package in the mail, hmm. um, and it was from you. So I wanted to say thank you for my copy of Marvel <laughs> Superheroes: War of the Gems. Yes, we were talking about that. I saw that, and I remember I texted you, like, "Oh yeah, I'd like to have that." So I'm like, "All right." <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, this th- this is just really awesome. That's the but one. You have you have finally <laughs> given me access to Chrono Trigger. Yep. The original Super Nintendo cartridge. Um, couldn't be more thankful to that. One hundred much. No that problem. is not going in your retro total for the end of the year. <laughs> I don't think it would really matter to be I honest will tell with Josh you. That. I don't Why? think it would really matter if that went into the total. Oh, or at not. this point, yeah, it really yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, because um, since we announced uh, the totals a couple of weeks ago, I have spent nothing, and I am fearful for my life. So yeah. no. <laughs> it's well. I mean, uh, there's always a way out of it. You can just declare bankruptcy. No, no, not at all. I will get out of it. It's all part of the grand scheme. It's all been factored in. So, all right, good, <laughs> good. So uh, yeah, so nothing else new besides uh, getting those two games, which um, I'm looking forward to actually playing on uh, stream. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. So my goal is to finish uh, Tomb Raider. Okay. Uh, on stream and then move on to these guys. You know, it's funny, and I never played. I should have, but I just didn't get a chance to. I never played War of the Gems. 
Uh, I know you've always talked about it. You said it was a really good game. Uh, I just never got into it. Well, you know, it was the only game that was specifically based off of the Infinity Gauntlet comic book at the time when I was growing up. And uh, that was my favorite uh, favorite comic book series. So, and with just, now Infinity yeah, War just being released, yep, exactly. It's, it's a it's a great it's a great pickup. So um, yeah, and it's the only it's a fighting game. And I'm not I'm not that big on fighting games. Mortal Kombat's usually been like as far as I go. Although mm-hmm. you know I used to play a little Street Fighter, but War of the Gems was just awesome because not only did you get to play as your favorite Marvel characters, um, but you also got to use the Infinity Gems. Oh, they were, oh. Called, they, they were called gems back then, not stones. <laughs> well, you do what you got to do to. I know. The copyright, I guess. Movie people. <laughs> and, no, 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 gem, um, no, no. Gems was the actual term in the comic no, book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then Chrono Trigger. You know, I, I yes. own, like, I bought Chrono Trigger. I bought the what did I buy, which I really made a mistake on doing this, but technically I had points, so I didn't pay for it. Technically, um, I downloaded Chrono Trigger on PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. so you know the PS One version on the PS Three. I could have gotten it on the wait, wait, wait. Chrono Trigger or Chrono, Chrono Cross? Trigger? Nope, Chrono Trigger. Oh, the PS. Oh, that's yep. right, because it came out as a on like a like a two pack. Yeah, and but it was available on its own through mm-hmm. the PS One classics on right. the PS Three. Uh, I I could have gotten it on the uh, Super uh, no on the Wii as a virtual console, which I can't anymore because that's you can't add money to it anymore. Uh, right. But I had like Sony points, so I'm like, all right, well, technically, you know, damn this freaking book. So technically, <laughs> I dropped I dropped my notes. So now I'm waiting. Oh well, that's good. Now I'm gonna panic like a news reporter when the teleprompter goes out. That's um, all right. I wing I wing it every week. So. With my I... carefully prepared notes that <laughs> So, you know, for someone who's into technology like I am, I'm still using paper and pen for the for the podcasts. Yeah, see, you can't you can't drop uh you can't drop Microsoft Word. No, you could, but it's going to be expensive. All right, let me put this over here. Yep. Uh, right, I'll figure this out for next week. That's all right. So... Well, I I was saying that about Skype, and clearly I didn't do that because if you look at my background, yeah, <laughs> we're still uh we're still in the. Uh... I'm studio, still white. Uh, yeah, Studio B B two. This is this is like B four. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so Chrono Trigger. So I could have gotten it um, on the on the the Wii U Virtual Console or the Wii Virtual Console, but instead got it for points on the PlayStation Three. But what's annoying about it is the load time because they mm-hmm. still like for some reason factor in the load time, even though it's a digital download of the game. So that's well, load load times are just a normal thing, no. especially with. Uh, you know, online. Which is understandable. If I had the disc, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, every time you, like, move a screen, it has to load. Oh. It's unbearably annoying. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, that, that is obnoxious. Yeah. Better off just getting the... So yeah, better off getting the cartridge. Eh, that's for next time. So, yes. but uh, enjoy. Enjoy them, especially Chrono Trigger. So, Oh, uh, I will, because now I plan on going after... I want all ten endings. Oh, my God. Ten endings? I'll never talk yeah. to you again. You'll be playing it, that game. Probably. I know it's true. It was the first game to ever come out with multiple endings. Are you? That's, that's right. I forgot we talked about that. But yep. like, are you able to change the course of the ending near the end of the game, or like, is it kind of like right from the I start? Think, no, I think there are certain like decisions you make at some point during the game that will change it. So um, this is definitely the kind of game where it's like, I don't. Um, well, maybe the PlayStation version did it. I don't know. I never owned the PlayStation version where like. 
you can segment it out in different save points and whatnot. I was just going to say, you better load up on different uh, save points. Exactly. It's like, say, you know, save in different windows so that you can alter it instead of playing through the whole thing <laughs> a million times. Ah, uh, well, good luck. But then again, you know what? When I, one of my one of my favorite games that I used to play, a horror movie game called Clock Tower, was the same thing. It had ten different endings. Um, I never found all the endings. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, no. It's, all, it's only been 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just need to pick up a copy of Clock Tower, then. I have a copy of Clock oh, Tower. Oh, well, then stop playing it. I don't have time. Because <laughs> you'd be too busy with Chrono Trigger. No, I've been too busy with Skype. Microsoft, I hate you. So, one other thing I wanted to just show real quick, um, literally, is, um, you know, coming up next week is the long, well, next week being uh, August 11th and 12th out here on Long Island, is mm-hmm. the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, which you can get your tickets at expo.liretro.com. Get them now while they're still uh, cheaper. When you buy them in advance as opposed to the door. Um, it's a great time. Me and Anthony were there last year. Um, I've actually gone. This is the fourth one. So I've been to the three previous. And, and I have been to one. Yeah. And, and you you picked a good one. Uh, the, the last, the first two were in a, like in a hotel out here on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot where, not Huntington, uh, somewhere out east. Nice. Okay. Nice, but small. You know, like when you go to like one of these small conventions. Um, whereas now it's at the Cradle of Aviation, which some of the longtime listeners and viewers of the podcast, uh, would remember, you know, I've done a lot of live streams when they've done their retro game nights. And last year, me and Anthony, uh, did our best to broadcast live mm-hmm. from Cradle of Aviation. We, and we did so successfully. We somewhat, somewhat, there was <laughs> some trouble with the, uh, with the Wi-Fi, but beyond that, it was Just a little, the audio was fine. And that's where I yeah. met, uh. Met Charles and uh, you know, met Charlie for the first time. He came over before he even before he even met you. Came over and took your virtual board. And I think broke the it, one that you bought. Honestly. Oh yeah, you blame I him for breaking it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sure, uh, <laughs> not like that system wasn't broken at birth. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, I'll be back, and uh, I know you won't be able to make it next week, but that's okay. No problem. I will not be attending. That's My okay. apologies. Don't because but, we don't have a table. We. <laughs> We're on a table, and I'm three thousand miles away. Let's that, just let's just that's put it on, put it out there. But uh, we will have uh, Glenn. Actually, will be helping me out next week. Good old oh, Glenn awesome. Mitaro. Thank you very much, Glenn. Uh, he'll be following me. We'll be doing. We won't be live streaming. At least not like the live podcast. Uh, right. I'm going to record some stuff, which will uh, will will Anthony will enjoy trying to splice in to the episode. Oh yeah, that'll sure. be a blast. Uh, and then we'll we'll do a recording as well with the audio. Uh, but I'm just kind of curious to see what's there. Uh, now, seeing how much money I spent a game on, mm-hmm. am I going to purchase anything? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I yes. honestly don't. No, because here's here's the good yes. thing. They take cash, and I don't normally carry cash with me. Oh, that's smart what's gonna, Yes, that's what's going to stop me. But yeah, but you know what? A lot, of, a lot of people have like that square thing that they true. plug into their phone and whatnot. So I have a feeling you'll be spending money. And, and they're all, you know, every time I go to do that, they're like, oh, I got to charge a tax. I'm like, okay, no problem. That's what it's there for. Uh, yep. But the problem is this is a pay week for me. So we will. Oh, uh, crap. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You're doomed. Uh, it's terrible. 
Uh, but Dude. go check out Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Reason being is not only is it a fun time, uh, a lot of good vendors, a lot of good finds. It was uh, there was a couple of good finds. Even la- like last year, I found the Virtual Boy. Unfortunately, it was mm-hmm. ultimately not working. But still, I hadn't seen a Virtual Boy in years up until that time. At least not one for sale. Well, and rightfully so because it was broken. <laughs> And you uh, stole, which a... is ba- which basically sums up the entire life of the Virtual Boy, just broken. You uh, you stole a Carnarv from my hands last uh, year. No, 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 no. I did not steal Carnarv from your hands. I pointed it out and I was grabbing it, and then you were coming after it with your grubby little paws. I'm like, that's, no, fine, that's mine, my Carnarv. That is for debate. Yeah. Uh, and also last year, that's where you actually schooled Charlie in Blades of Steel. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Charlie, I'm still waiting for that rematch. (laughs) So this year, again, you can check it out. Oh, and of course, everything just, it just disappeared on me. But check out the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Buy your tickets again, expo.liretro.com, August 11th, August 12th. Tickets are on sale. And of course, if this thing actually worked, I can tell you where everything is. A lot of guest speakers, a lot of podcasts going to be there, Um, Mm -hmm. like actually being advertised. I'm just going to be walking around, to be honest with you. Uh, but our buddies over at Playable Characters Podcast, who we met at Aviators um, right. in Brooklyn. Great podcast. Go listen to them. They'll be there. Oh, and Yes Maker is going to be there as well. Oh, nice. I will have to check them out. Because I know you. I, I, I'm still waiting to download it. Yeah, you were a Kickstarter on that. Yes, I, I, I definitely paid into that because I want to make my own NES game. I don't blame you. Uh, cosplay contest, musical performances, the museum, as I've broadcast from there before. Uh, nice. Free play games, PCs, uh, homebrews. Oh, they make a lot of homebrews. Sweet, and they're doing a whole tabletop area for oh, board cool. gaming. So check that out. And then the one thing I'm I missed want... that part. <laughs> the other thing I just want to mention real quick is they are doing tournaments. Over 21 games, the retro Ooh. is doing, and just to name a few. Soul Caliber Two. I'm assuming on GameCube because that's the one they're showing. Okay, that was the one with Link. Was in that one. Yes. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, NHL '94, Tetris, No Mercy. That's Ooh, are you gonna are you gonna enter? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'm gonna be too busy broadcasting. Uh huh. <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Super Mario Kart, Golden. Don't want to get your butt whooped. Super Mario Brothers 3 Battle Mode, which I think is pretty interesting. Oh, which is just huh. essentially Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. And then you get Super Smash Brothers, Kirby's Avalanche, Shaq Fu for some reason. And Shaq-Fu. 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 Because they just put out a re-release of Shaq-Fu. For what? The Switch and I think the PS4. Oh, God. I'm assuming Xbox One as well. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, with the I don't ret- even know what to say to that. The, with the Retro Expo, and there's a few of them, not just the Long Island Retro. Again, we were at Aviators, which put on their first over in Brooklyn. Uh, their first retro expo, which I think went off really well. Great time there. Uh, Ant, you went to SoCal a couple of times, right? Yeah, I went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. In fact, they have a um, a re- they actually have a retro swap meet coming up okay. uh, in in September. I oh, think it's cool. September. I think it's September twenty third. So uh, I'm going to hit that up mm-hmm. and see what's going on there. But um, there's actually a retro swap meet coming up. On August, I want to say August 18th, uh, at Game oh. Realms over here in Burbank, which is uh, one of my local retro game shops. Okay. So um, when I found this place a few months ago, 
she had told me about them, but I haven't been in town. For the last two, they do one a month. Oh, do they really? So what they do is they have an outside area. She was explaining it to me. They have an outside area that they set up, and people just have tables out there. And you can sell stuff or, you know, if you want to do an actual trade or something like that, you can do that there. So uh, I'm going to definitely check it out. I may bring a few uh, duplicate games with me and see uh, if I can do some swapping. Uh Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embarked Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. Otherwise, I may just do some buying. Do you? <laughs> if I'm not swapping, I'm buying. Do you? Uh, do you? <laughs> sounds like a marriage. Do you? Um, do you have a lot of duplicates? Um, I have a handful, yeah. Really? Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. It's one of those things where, you know, before I um before I had the um the app, the oh, collect- yes, yes. the C L Z game app, um, I was buying stuff thinking I didn't have it, I'd bring it home and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I did that recently so- with a pop actually. I got a uh I re bought a, a Kevin Smith pop that I thought I didn't have. So oh, there you go. So I'll have to uh, exchange that for something. I was gonna else. say just you can take it out of the case and actually look at it. No! <laughs> How dare you, sir? What? I could mail the box to get signed and then return the other one in case it never comes back. But then I still don't... Eh, whatever. Um, or just go to Jersey and hope Kevin Smith is there. It's comic book Which store. is very, very possible. But And th- now, thankfully but not thankfully, uh, the show is canceled, Comic Book Men. I say, oh. I say not thankfully because that sucks because it was a great show. Right. Um, but I say thankfully because now you can actually probably now go into the secret shop. Go to the store? Yeah, yeah. And without it, without it, like, saying, oh, you know, they're closed for filming. What? You know? So, well, you know, that's the Hollywood life, Larry. I don't know the what to the Hollywood life of Red Bank, New Jersey. That's right. The Hollywood, look, the Hollywood life bleeds out into everywhere. <laughs> so, but uh, we'll see. I that. can't tell you how many times I try to go to places and I'm, like, driving by and I'm like, oh, they're closed for filming. Oh. It's like a normal part. It's like a normal part of my life these days. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister LA. <laughs> it's just, it's just a thing. You, you get, get used it. to it. I get you're, it. Except the parts where they close the streets, where you're like drive, you, you know, you're driving to work at seven in the morning, and here you are in your regular routine. It's like, oh, they're closed. Why? Oh, they're blowing up cars today. Okay, great. <laughs> the Rock is running from That's something, it. but I don't know what. So it's probably yeah, some big budget. Movie. <laughs> the Rock is running from some guy who's wearing all these dots on him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, they even filmed in my parents' neighborhood one time, so they had to experience that once. Oh, uh, yes. Recently. Was that Shaft? No, oh, no, okay. that was... <laughs> yes, but no. Shaft was done in the neighborhood, but on the other side of the neighborhood. This ah. was done, like, right off their corner. Oh, nice. And they still haven't figured out what TV show was from. <laughs> this was, like, a year ago. Well, there are too many shows. This is very true. And they only watch, like, like, two of them. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, so Expo's... The Long Island Retro Gaming Expo is kind of – I enjoy it personally because, mm-hmm. A, I've been to so far all of them, and, B, the first year I went, uh, which also I believe – I know he probably doesn't listen to the show, so he probably won't correct me on this. But I think that's where I discovered um, – because if you see a lot like over uh, this right there, uh, I have a lot of like a pixel um, – uh, The pixel, pixel art. art. 
Mm-hmm. Check that out. Uh, some pixel art. And uh, Kyle McCoy, McCoy? Kyle McCoy of <laughs> the Pixel Art Shop. Go check him out. Uh, he did that. I have a Mike Tyson one that's pretty cool. A Back to the Future in the frame that's nice. I think he was there that first year where I discovered him. Discovered him. Where I found him. Um, mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And that uh, led to a, a, a good uh, business relationship, if you will, for a little while. Uh, and also, they had at the first one a cocktail table Ms. Pac-Man machine. Oh, yes. Now, this thing was playable. It was also for sale. It was... For a million dollars. Almost. Almost. It was like $900. That's Um, it? No, exactly. That's it. And you didn't buy it? No. Why? Because I didn't have that much money available on me. Uh, But the the thing... I'm not going to say it was mint. It was not mint. But, like, it was damn near really, really, really good. Okay. Uh, the screen was perfect. The controls were not choppy or gooey or gummy or anything like that. Gooey. And, um... Gooey. Yeah, sure. I don't know why. Uh, but what was fun... I'm not judging. Thing, the funny thing is, he didn't put it on free play mode, so he still needed to pump quarters into it. <laughs> oh, wow. Which I thought was <laughs> funny. But then also, I thought to myself, if he sold this, is he aware that there's a bunch of quarters in here? So that could have offset the dollar value. I was just going to say, you you, might, you probably would have gotten probably money back. Could have. But then also to lug it out of there and to get it home and let alone where am I going to put it. So well, I mean, it, I, as It's a coffee yeah, table. I was going to say I can get rid of my grandfather's coffee table and, and use there that. There you go. But so, that's okay. Time to, up, time to update. That's all. <laughs> but that was probably like the biggest thing I ever saw at a conve- at a, v- a retro game convention because mm-hmm. New York Comic Con and stuff like that. It's a whole other ball game. Uh, where I saw something, and I'm like, man, I really, really regret not buying that. Oh, you definitely should have bought it because yeah. if I had seen it, I probably, I probably would have caved <laughs> and bring it uh, back much to like- LA. Forget it. Oh uh, well, yeah, there, there would have been that problem. Um, but what was I going to say? That just makes me think about those um, those arcades we talked about last week that yes. are coming out. You can buy at Walmart. Oh, and soon Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah, right. The Beyond section. Um, apparently. They're they're coming out with more of them, arcade oh, one really? up. But from what I saw, there's pre-orders, but only in the UK. And of course, now I can't remember what games they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were definitely different games. Uh, I, in fact, I think they were like even like a classic, like it's just a straight up classic Street Fighter two. Ooh. Oh man, I'm gonna see well, right. as we go through this. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Um, I'm just looking forward to building my arcade one day, like the one in my home. I when I was when I was little, we went to my dad's boss's house for like the summer or something like that. It was like a summer house of his. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, he had a um Pac-Man arcade machine in okay. the house. I was probably 7, 8 years old maybe. Mhm. I didn't know I it blew my mind cuz I'm like what is this? How is this person even have an arcade machine in the house? How is there an arcade machine in a home? I must have played that all weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I would have too. It, oh, God. And then I'm like all the way home because it was up in like Pennsylvania, the house was. All the way home to Brooklyn. I'm like, can we get an arcade machine? Can we get an arcade machine? Finally, they're like, listen, your, shut your up. Poor parents. <laughs> your poor parents. Well, I remember when I was a kid going over to – you know, uh, Verdi's house, my, you know, my friend Anthony's house, cause I've known him since I was five. Our friend. Um, and he 
you know, he had the uh, Miss Pac-Man, co- um, you know, co- coffee table arcade. So we used to play that. No, he didn't. Nauseam. He had one better. What did he, he have? Had a, he has a Puck-Man. Oh, cabinet, that's right. It was Puck-Man, not Miss Pac-Man. Which Sorry. is the predecessor to Pac-Man. That is true. He has the Puck-Man arcade. Uh, and we used to play that like crazy. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely love that. All right. I don't think these things are from arcade. Oh, they are from arcade one up. Oh, good. So the ones that are available only in Europe, because this is from a German website, uh, mm-hmm. this cabinet is Mortal Kombat 2, 3, and 4. Ooh, I would want that. And this other one, no, are these, no, these are like multiple, multiple ones. This one's got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 games on it. And this is Arcade 1-Up? That's what, Yeah, that's what it's showing as, unless someone's bootlegging them already. Okay. Wow, that's pretty neat. I wonder how much the shipping would be to get it across the pond. Oh, from Dusseldorf? I don't know. Hmm. Comes in a small box like that? that... Wait, is assembly required for these things? Uh, probably. Because it comes in like a flat box. Well, yeah, then you have to put it together. It's like it's like Ikea. <laughs> it really is. It's like Ikea for arcades. I hope you don't have to supply your own monitor. Yeah, well. <laughs> monitor not included. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> it's like it's like it's like no monitor and no batteries included. Yeah, and, and install your own games as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check out the expos. It's fun. Have you ever run across something at an expo that that like caught your eye? You're like, I really want this, but I just can't. Mm, trying to think. Uh, there was that copy of Wrecking Crew that I saw. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Was it? No, 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 not Wrecking Crew. Stack Up. It was called Stack Up. It was like one yes. of the. I think one you of the saw two- Wrecking Crew as well. I saw Wrecking Crew, but I saw Stack Up, which was one of like the two games you can use with Rob the Robot. Yep, that's about it. You had that and that, but Rec- uh, Stack Up was like five hundred and fifty bucks. But in box, in box, it was yeah. very beautiful. Um, that and I saw that in an expo. I think that was the best one I saw, where I was like, I was really like just staring at it. And I'm like, but then I was like, even like, I can't play it. <laughs> yeah, because it's in I the don't, box. I, it's in the oh, box, and, 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 and I don't have Rob. I mean, technically, you can use a second controller, but where's the fun in that? I was just going to say, the whole point is to watch Rob go in super slow motion as he picks up that stupid little <laughs> you know, that little disc, carry it over to the other side, and drop it. It would take like 60 seconds for him to do that. There he is. Is that the uh, Amiibo? That's the Amiibo, yeah. That's the nice. North American version. I have the Famicom version back there. Somewhere. Is Rob uh, going to be in the new Super Smash Brothers? He is. I think he's a trophy. Oh, he's a trophy. Was yeah. he ever in any of them? I thought. He no, was. that's why I don't think so. Oh, okay. Not not as a playable character, which is which is why everyone flipping out over Waluigi not oh, okay. being in Smash Brothers Ultimate. He was never a playable character. Right. I don't. Get and that's it. the whole thing. Yeah, there's they're only two... using, they're using every single playable character throughout the franchise. Everyone there's two new characters: Ripley from Metroid, and I forgot who the other <laughs> one was. Oh, Daisy. Um, and then, you know, yeah. eh, eh, whatever. Waluigi. Eh. Um, can live without him. What the hell were we just talking about? So, oh yeah, talking about Rob. Yeah, that's true. Rob. Oh, one, one thing I saw that I literally, it took like three minutes from doors being open and mm-hmm. it was gone. <clears throat> uh, Which I walk, uh, I walk into an expo, probably Long Island and we go up. I bought like the early bird ticket. So I get in like an hour early, and mm-hmm. I go to the table, and they had, in box, for like $150, The Legend of Zelda 
on the NES, the original. Ooh. And the box looked beautiful. Nice. 150 bucks. I'm like, okay, looking at it. And he had like, they had like, like a giant square. So they bought like a section of the floor. So okay. imagine like a, like a full-size picnic table, mm-hmm. uh, two of them per side. All right. Just to imagine the distance I would have to walk around to get right. back to this. So I'm just walking. Took me maybe a minute, two minutes. Yeah. Come back. Gone. Gone. Yep. Gone. I was like, wow, that didn't last long at all. Nope. Oh, well, that just that just reminds me about that other thing we saw when I was at the expo last year. Um, remember the TurboGrafx CD in box? Yes. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred bucks. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted it. Oh, it was a thought. Yeah. Well, not that we could have used it because neither one of us have a TurboGrafx yet. Very true. Uh, but still, just still. <laughs> that you know, was I mean, because we, we, we don't. We don't buy things log- you know, logically. No, why? Um, no, I mean, that's why you're still hunting a virtual boy. Speaking of turbo graphics, though, Uh-oh. real quick. No. So, from a few weeks ago, I was talking about how the uh, the retro freak and everything like that, right? Yeah. Uh, which Anthony has one, and I'm, I'm sure he can't wait to open it and see if the Genesis even works. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've now owned it for over a month. And wait, wait. Is it one month or two at this point? I think it's two months now. I think I've had it for two months, uh, and it is still sealed. So is my um, uh, Commodore, my C sixty four mini. Oh, Not is it really? It. Yeah, haven't opened it yet. So I finally got a hold of the company over in the UK. They're like, "All right, we'll sh- ship it back. We'll send you this information." I'm like, cool. So I click on this link. It's this international shipping thing, which is ultimately mm-hmm. done through FedEx. I box it up. I type in the information on the on the thing, and then I get a call from FedEx saying, "All right, now you need a commercial invoice." Oh uh, like, yes, what is that? Because no one told me about a commercial invoice. So apparently, it's something that you need to, I guess, stick on the outside of the box when you're shipping internationally. Correct. I'm like, okay, so now I, I told you that. Uh, oh well. <laughs> so I email back the company in the UK because mm-hmm. again, they never told me. I don't know if this is an international thing or just a US thing. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, now I need a commercial invoice from you because I can't ship this back. Now, mindful, they take about three weeks to respond. Okay. Because that's how long it took them last time. So I'm like, ugh. And FedEx was like, you have to get it from the company you bought the thing from. I'm like, okay. So as it still sits in the box. I get another call from FedEx trying to schedule a pickup. I'm like, you guys just called me the other day saying I need a commercial invoice. The guy goes, okay, we can email you one. A blank what? one. I was like, what? Oh, God. <laughs> Why didn't the person before tell me that? So they emailed me one. I got it filled out. I think I have it filled out properly. I don't know. I hope so. So I just got to, I guess, stick it to the outside of the box and get, get, get it the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll find out. Actually, you're my gauge, Ant, because mm-hmm. if the Genesis doesn't work on yours, then I feel like the Genesis is not going to work on any of them. No, that's true. But I did, you know, it, if we rewind a couple of months, I did tell you back then when you were having trouble with your retro freak to send it back and I'll pick you up that I was buying in Japan because the one I bought in Japan was like, what, $200 cheaper than probably what you paid? Uh, well, ultimately, no, no, the, the system. Is, oh, no. Yeah. Because you had all the attachments and everything. I got all the, yeah, yeah. I got all the attachments with it and everything for about like 220 well, still, if the Genesis doesn't work on either one of ours, we're all SOL because it's not going to matter. So, whatevs. Well, we'll fi- you know what? I'm going to find out this week. I hope so. 
No, no, no. I'm going to open it this week. Good. That's it. I'm playing my damn retro free. And my Turbo Graphics games that I bought two months ago. Right? And I got Turbo, and I never really had a chance to use it. I'm just going to wait for the Polymega at this point, and then I'm done with clone systems. All right. Well, best of luck to you in that one. Thank you, sir. And we'll see what happens. And we'll keep you tuned in. Or we'll keep you, you tuned. Uh, whatever. Stay tuned. See what happens with the Retro Freak. All right, Larry. It's another week and another um, segment for Digi. Black Friday savings at Bloomingdale's are here. Take 25% off a large selection of regular and sale price items. Plus, take an extra 50% off a large selection of clearance items. Shop online Thursday through Saturday and in-store Friday through Sunday. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embark Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest-rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. You know, and uh, yeah, I like the Did You Know ones also. And uh, this one is related to one of the games that you actually were kind enough to send me, uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, really? Yeah. So we all know that Chrono Trigger had a pseudo-sequel, Chrono Cross, that was made on the PlayStation. But did you actually know that there was a direct Chrono Trigger sequel? Really? That people don't know about. Yeah. No, Um, I didn't know about it. It was released in Japan only. It was called Radical Dreamers. Is that Um, what that is? Yes. It was a a sequel to Chrono Trigger, um, and... It followed three thieves trying to break into a mansion and then they uh, to try and steal this mystical relic. Now, the connection that it made where two of the characters, like one of the characters called um, Magil is revealed as Magus. And um, he's the reincarnation of one of the characters from um, Chrono Trigger. It was only released in Japan. It did not do very well. So (laughs) it never made its way over here. But uh, yeah, so for a lot of people who've always been clamoring for that actual sequel to Chrono Trigger, yeah, they had one. It sucked. Wow. We never saw never saw the light of day in the U.S. Real quick, yes. um, just to let you know, uh, I know, well, Game On um, yep. has a copy of Radical Dreamers. There you go. So pick it up. <laughs> that is nuts. And add it, and add it to your, uh, add it to your uh, retro spending class. <laughs> that is amazing. But anyway, and that is this week's Did You Know? All right, Larry, we're back. And uh, you know what? I thought this week, um, you know, we don't do these as often as we used to. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, and we did it uh, We did it on episode 100. We did a retro reject for the beloved uh, Virtual Boy. My love. Um, I know you're, yeah, you're, you're lost love. love. Um, so I wanted, a, I wanted to do a retro spotlight this week. Okay. Um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, probably one of my favorite one of my favorite games, one of the most groundbreaking games of all time. Uh, it's in the video game Hall of Fame, and um, it's a game that I have been streaming for the last couple of months on Facebook. Oh. So I wanted to do. Right. I thought it would be kind of cool to do Chubby a retro Chera. spotlight. Yes, Chubby Cherub, exactly. Uh, I wanted to do a retro spotlight on the one and only Tomb Raider. Nice. And we're talking about just just the original Tomb Raider, not the whole series. OG Tomb Raider, um, okay. And since this is the first, uh, well, this is the second, uh, no, the first time we're doing video 
with Retro Spotlight. Yes. Um, I was just, you know, just to break the, for- break the fourth wall a little bit. Um, you know, I use a dual screen monitor so I can uh, look at notes and stuff like that whenever we do a podcast. Now that we're doing a video podcast, I think it would be really weird. If people are watching me with my head three quarter on my screen, so I went to the back to the old fashioned ah, paper printing. There you go. Welcome to my world. Congratulations. Yes, I, I'm I'm back in the '90s. So uh, <laughs> this week's retro spotlight is on Tomb Raider, okay. which was de- developed by Core Design mm-hmm. and published by Eidos Interactive. Needless to say, pretty much put them on the map. Uh, it was released October 25th, 1996, which was very the, – the timing for that was absolutely perfect because it was three days before my birthday. There you go. So there you go. It's the perfect thing to get for my birthday except that I didn't get it for my birthday. <laughs> um, that was also around the same time that uh, Nintendo 64 came out in September of that year. Yes. Uh, and that was that was my early birthday. Game. Anyway, but – Getting back to Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider was released on Sony PlayStation, Sega Saturn, MS-DOS. Ooh. We can go back to the DOS days. Hmm. Um, Microsoft Windows. And then later, it was released on the N-Gage. I don't know how you would – I don't. I honestly don't know how you would play a game like Tomb Raider on a, a screen that tiny. But it was released on there nonetheless. Oh, I wish I had an N-Gage. So the N gauge, um, and then it was also released later on iOS, Android, and Mac. Yep. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Tomb Raider is, um, I really don't know what to tell you um, <laughs> because there, between all the games that have come out and the movies, you should definitely know what it is. But uh, the player controls the archaeologist Lara Croft, um, and in the original game, she's searching for these three mysterious Scion artifacts all around the world. Okay. This is one of the first games that was ever presented in a third-person perspective. Um, it was actually originally supposed to be a 2D side-scroller. Really? Yep. That would have been interesting. It was originally supposed to be that, but they decided to develop it in uh, in 3D because that, that was when 3D, you know, 3D development was actually really starting to yeah. take hold uh, it, for video game developers. Absolutely. Uh, so and basically all everything that happens in the game happens around Lara. So you basically look at you know you're looking from the back of Lara pretty much all the time, and everything revolves around her. She is the center of her universe. She is the sun. And the object of the game, you know, it you know you're guiding Lara through a series of tombs and locations. You're searching for treasures. You're killing animals and stuff like that because for some reason in a tomb a T Rex has managed to live for. A hundred million years without a problem. Um, you know, there's no logic. It missed the meteor. It's good to go. It to- yeah, it totally missed the meteor because he was trapped in a tomb. <laughs> um, but he didn't die of starvation. No, of course so, not. He's got those no, little arms. Not. How could he eat anyway? That's uh, true. Um, so anyway, but um, the whole idea in this game was you're solving puzzles. Um, the occasional, you know, the occasional bad animals and things like that that you have to shoot and kill. It was a great platform, uh, just a great platform-style game. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so uh, Tomb Raider first began, um, the preliminary work began in 1993, so about three years prior. Um, it was crafted by, like I said, the company was called Core Design, mm-hmm. which is located in Derby, England. Ah, it's so, Derby, England. Hello, yep. chap. It took a total of 18 months to develop, oh. and it, and the entire development team... Six people. Really? 
six people. Wow, created that's that. like old school Atari. Okay. Yeah. So um, Toby Gard, who was one of the uh, one of the members of the team, he's actually credited with creating Lara Croft, the main character. Okay, he's so just, he's responsible he, for those pixelated, wonderful woman that we all remember yes. in 1996. Okay. Well, because originally. Not yeah, polygons. Because originally, um, the lead for the game was supposed to be male. Okay, I mean, I get so it. They, during the time, yep. so. Well, no, they actually they actually designed it originally to be the male character. Then they said, "Oh, you know what? We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna have two male char- uh, We're gonna have two characters. We're gonna have a male and a female. Kind of similar to Resident Evil Two. What happened oh, I in Resident see. Evil Two? Yeah. Um, because what happened was Toby Gard was watching. Uh, he's the you know uh, according to him, he was watching um, kids playing uh, a virtual fighter cabinet. Okay. And in the virtual fighter game, there were like only two female characters, and the rest were male. So they always had very limited female characters. But he said basically every game I would stand there and play, watch being played somebody would choose one of the two females hmm. so the female character is constantly being played so then he decided you know let's put a female character in the game yeah and then when they de- and then later on when they decided oh um we'd have to film all the we'd have to do all the cutscenes for both characters so they decided to knock it back down to one they went with the female character and all they right. went with Lara. And that was big time. I mean, that was probably as big in 96 as everyone discovering in Metroid that Samus Aran was a female. Exactly. It was just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're not used to seeing a female lead for a video game. Not so in the 90s, no. No, definitely not. I mean, Re- Resident Evil, which also came out around the same time, you had um, you had Jill Valentine mm-hmm. as one of the two playable characters in Resident Evil. Resident Evil did do cutscenes with both characters because yeah. they had Chris Redfield and Joe Valentine. So Tomb Raider stuck with Lara Croft, who wasn't originally named Lara Croft, mind you. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, her original name was Laura Cruz. <laughs> uh, uh, very, uh, very plain, I guess. You know. Well, what happened was as they started building her backstory out, they decided that they wanted to make her English. She wasn't originally supposed to be English. Oh, no? Oh, okay. No, but they thought that it would be a good part of her personality and character. So they decided to make her English. Um, And then in the earliest concepts, um, she was actually a more militaristic character as opposed to kind of that what they called a proper english lady which which is interesting because a proper english lady yes proper english lady runs around with guns strapped to her (laughs) thighs you know i didn't know that i've never been to england so oh sorry i shot you but i had to exactly i just wonder if you walk down the streets of derby england if you just see women with those like on their thighs just like normal (laughs) they all look they all got the shorts the cutoff shorts and the yes and the tank tops and so uh (laughs) So yeah, so they, so they, uh, so they turned her into a proper English lady, which is how we got the Lara Croft we have. Um, in the beginning of the game, if you remember, before you start, uh, in, like, I guess it's like a practice mode or something like that. You get to run around Lara's mansion, okay, um, practicing. That sequence was actually created over the course of a weekend. That wow. entire mansion. Um, and it was actually the front of the Derby Studios building. They actually took the design of their building um, and crafted it into Lara Croft's mansion. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then the game was released um, on not just on the Sony PlayStation originally. It was released on the Saturn. Originally, um, 
Sony didn't want it. Really? Yeah, because That's at the pretty funny. The, think about it. I know. It at at the time, um, when they were seeing the gameplay, they didn't think it was. They were being very picky with the games they wanted to release on their PlayStation because they were, you know, they were trying to gear it directly towards success, of course. Yeah. And when they saw early versions of the game, they didn't think it was good enough for the PlayStation, so they passed on it. Hmm. But then, as the game got through later stages and Eidos uh, kept pushing them, eventually Sony gave in and said, "Fine, we'll release it on the PlayStation as well." Um, and then, be, because originally it was just going to be an exclusive to the Saturn. Okay. Um, wow. If... At, yeah. Huh. And then once it released on the PlayStation, um, it was so successful that it wound up, you know, it wound up that Sony wound up developing all the sequels on the PlayStation, and they got the exclusive, and Sega got left out. You, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I don't mm-hmm. think Tomb Raider, if it was a Saturn exclusive, it would not be the franchise that it is today, because the Saturn wasn't as mm-hmm. sold as much as the PlayStation wasn't out there as much. That's that's really funny how Sony pa- initially wanted to pass on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. if it was Saturn exclusive, we wouldn't even talk be talking about it right now. Let alone have three movies. It's it, either that or they would have done the sequel and tried to sell it to Sony. But we honestly, you don't know. It's true. There may yeah. not have been a Tomb Raider had Sony not accepted it. Onto their system. Um, so the um, the voice of Lara Croft in the game was um, an English vo- uh, English voice actress named Shelley Blonde. Um, <laughs> it was the one and only time she voiced Lara really? Croft. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, she only did it the one time. Okay. Um, the main theme of the game, when you listen to it, it's just uh, it was actually just a solo oboe. They just did. If you remember, the guy I don't from know if you Double Dragon. The, yes, exactly. Obo. That's a that's that's a bobo. You nitwit. Um, let's not talk about that. <laughs> but um, it was a solo obo. And then the uh, the music, the actual music of the game was composed by a man named Nathan McCree. Okay. Now, if you don't know who Nathan McCree is, Nathan McCree is very well known in the video game composing universe. Um, just to run down a few games that he did do. Um, gonna look this way um so besides doing tomb raider one two and three um he's also done games like um breed fable oh, wow. um he's done uh, he did the the price is right did uh, <laughs> awesome on the wii that's big time uh, for singing it he uh he uh, but those, those for sound effects he did um he did compose like like i said the three tomb raiders breed uh blockbusters eurosport Lega ninjago which oh, wow. was uh, more recent um, Silent Hill, Downpour. I don't really? know which one that is. Uh, way back in '93, Chuck Rock Two, Son of Chuck. I, I remember that. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, he's done he's done a number of games, um, and this was one of them. And the, but the funny thing about it is that if you remember the game, or if you've watched the, uh, me streaming the game, it's 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 a very quiet game. There's really not a lot of music. You know, it's funny you say that. I was watching recently. It was you were in the cave with all the gorillas and everything. You're right. It was. I forgot how how quiet, which even to a point of eeriness, that game was with no background music. Yeah, because the majority of the audio you hear either action, like footsteps or yep. gunshots or something like that. You'll hear very few. At, you'll hear some atmospheric sounds. So, like you'll hear something roar. You'll hear the waterfall, um, or you hear Lara. She'll do like a grunt or a sigh, yep. or when she finds something. She does this little mm-hmm type of thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's re- no, no, well, no, that's that's a different kind of game. Um, uh, 
Because what happened was when McCree was doing the score for the game, he was given very little time to do the job. Um, so he wrote, he just basically wrote really quick pieces mm-hmm. um, without, without any direction as to where they would go in the game. So he didn't have a plan oh, wow. because they didn't tell him. So he made all these little pieces. And then what they decided when they were, you know, putting the sound into the game that they would only put the the actual music in at points where it would create dramatic effect, which is why you only hear it in certain places. And that's the other thing I was going to say, because it's quiet, but it seems like when you start heading in the right direction, that's when the music starts to kick in again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, yeah. And that could very well be it. But the idea is the music hits at specific times. It's all purposefully placed. Um, so, and I thought, you know, and I actually thought that was really good for the game, like the ambiance, because you honestly would get surprised when you didn't, you know, because it's really quiet. And then all of a sudden, here comes a gorilla, here comes a T-Rex, you know, or all of a sudden you hear bullets and you're getting shot. And, you yeah. know, you know, it's just, so you get caught by surprise with that. And it's because of the lack of music, which I think is very successful in this very, game. Very much. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of fun facts about Tomb Raider. Okay. Um, there was a version released on the PC called Tomb Raider Gold. A few years after the success of the original. I think I remember that. Yeah. And to, the the appeal for Tomb Raider Gold is it was the original Tomb Raider game, but it had two extra chapters in the game. Oh, cool. It had two chapters. One was called Shadow of the Cat. <laughs> um, and the other one was called Unfinished Business. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary Edition, uh, which was a re, you know, re-release of the game, was released later on on PlayStation 2, Wii, PSP and Windows. Wii? Um, yeah, it was on the Wii. Tomb, okay. The original Tomb Raider anniversary was on the Wii. Um, do you remember the patch to the game that was called Nude Raider? Ah, the Nude Raider patch. Yes, I. So tried the Nude my Raider best. patch. Yes, which was not a code. It was a patch to the yeah. game. There was no code to put in. But um, you know, leave it up. Leave it up to the gamers. Sixteen-year-old game player. I'm yeah, looking. They were they were able to come up with a patch to make. Lara Croft nude. Nude. And uh, Eidos very swiftly sent over their cease and desist orders from their lawyers, <laughs> and the patch was taken away. I'm sure you can still find it if you want to. More power to you. Technically, Lara Croft was in Playboy. That is true. Yep. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, Lara, Lara Croft got her name. Now, remember I said originally her name was Lara, Laura Cruz, yep. right? When they decided to rename her someone more English... Instead of just coming up with the name out of you know thin air, they decided to open the phone book. So really? there's, an, <laughs> there's an actual Lara Croft that lives in Derby, England. Is there? That is hysterical. <laughs> they, pu- they pulled her name. They pulled her name out of a, out of a phone book. That so if she's awesome. still alive, Lara Croft in Derby. I hope you're listening. Hi. <laughs> she probably probably hates video games. Wants nothing to do with them. Probably. Um, Laura in the original game. Now we talked earlier about polygons, right? Oh yeah. Lara Croft is made of 540 polygons. Really? I honestly mm-hmm. thought it would have been a little less than that. Actually, it looks like it's no. about 12. Okay. Yeah, I know. It looks like it's 12, but it's actually 540. And just to give you a comparison in a Tomb Raider game released in 2013, mm-hmm. uh, Lara is made of 40,000 polygons. Makes just to give you a re- how many, reference. How many polygons in the new movie was she made of? Uh, yeah, you know what? Based on all the facial expressions, three. <laughs> so, all in right. the um, 
In the original Tomb Raider game, Lara, as you know, Lara is really well known for her hair, specifically the braid in the back of her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but due to the polygon limitations in the original Tomb Raider, they actually had to cut the braid down. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, they my. just didn't have it. They didn't have enough to work it the way they wanted it to. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, Croft Manor was built in one weekend based off of the studio that built the game. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the entire game, only six people die. With really? all the guns, with all the gunshots and fanfare and explosions, only six people die in the entire game. But you gotta remember, she's running around usually killing uh, velociraptors say, and gorillas multiple. and stuff like yeah. that. Well, the PETA would be on her in a heartbeat. Exactly. Um, I told you about Sony not originally wanting Tomb Raider. Um, Lara Croft's original, the original character for the game. Remember, I said it was a, a, a male character, yes. right? His name was supposed to be Fletcher Christian. <laughs> Now Tomb that's Raider. Tomb Raider starring Fletcher Christian. That sounds like a British sixties, yeah, like yep. adventure movie, and that was the guy Fletcher Christian. Yep. Uh most of the reviews for this game were absolutely excellent. Um it it got mostly nine out of tens with all um gaming oh, really? magazines okay. at the time. Yep. Um, it was the runner-up to most awards that it was nominated for, and it was nominated for Game of the Year and all kinds of different awards by all different um, magazines and whatnot. And it was runner-up mostly to Super Mario 64. All right, makes sense. Super Mario 64 was a juggernaut. Yep. Yeah, um, You find Tomb Raider on most of the top 100 games of all time. Yep. Um, its sales exceeded 7 million units across wow. the platforms at the time. Okay. Between Saturn, PlayStation, and uh, PC. Yep. Um, so that's pretty damn good. And then the last little bit of information I want to give for this, okay. for those who do not know, um, we and I think we've talked about this on the podcast once before, but Lara Croft also, also has two very badly reviewed musical albums that were released in France. We did talk about this with Josh one time, yes. Yes. Because they have two music videos up. One of the songs is called Getting Naked. <laughs> That makes sense. So, the, so Lara Croft has two albums in France, but the the songs are all in English. So, oh, okay. If if you want to own them, uh, you can. Um, uh, and as stated earlier, um, earlier this year, Tomb Raider was officially entered into the video game Hall of Fame, rightfully, rightfully so. deserved. And if you haven't played, uh, if you haven't played the original Tomb Raider, I know, Larry, you've tried and failed. Um, I know you just couldn't get into that type of game. Failed. I just <laughs> was a little discouraged from it, but I believe I have it. I may actually either own it or I have it uh, on the PS3 as a digital. So okay. Well, anyway, so if you haven't had a chance to play the original Tomb Raider game, it's definitely picking up. If um, if going Uber Retro isn't your thing, pick up the Anniversary Edition mm-hmm. because they did update the graphics. Um, I know it's been. It's also been available. I think you could download it on PS3. Um, yeah, also, it might have been downloadable on PS3. But anyway, the game is out there. Definitely worth playing. Uh, and that's this week's Retro Spotlight. Sweet. <laughs> all right, Larry. It is uh, time for this week's Retro Birthdays. Ooh, all right. Who are we wishing a happy birthday to? And who are we going to realize we're getting old? Uh, well, you know what? We're just going to... Yeah, this it, it's... I think it's just really depressing. Um, <laughs> but... But we're going to we're gonna soldier on. Yes. Um, so I have a few Retro Birthdays I want to sh- uh, oh, do a shout-out okay. to. Several. So first off, happy 20th birthday uh, to Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 came out this week in 1998. How fitting for the Resident Evil 2 remake coming out later on 
on the new consoles. But uh, wow, yeah. 20 years for Resident Evil 2. All righty. It's been 20 years. And Resident Evil 2, arguably one of the best Resident Evil games. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, although I will say, I have a soft spot for Code Veronica. You do. Code Veronica yeah, you awesome. always have. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Uh, moving on. A very happy 23rd birthday. I'm doing a few of these this week. Um, to Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Oh, okay, that was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Came game. out in 1995. Yeah, it's on the classic. Um, it's on the uh, SNES classic, if you have one. I heard children <laughs> say that in Game On. Ugh. I know. What's a SNES classic? Um, also, a very happy 23rd birthday to, and timing is always good here on the Retro Gamers, happy 23rd birthday to Chrono Trigger. <laughs> nice. Also released in 1995. Uh, we have a 25th birthday. Ooh, all right. That's a for, a, for another SNES classic game. Uh, happy 25th birthday to Secret of Mana. Oh, which wow. Which came out in 93. I, I, I kind of want to play that. I don't know why. Well, it's on your classics, it so sure you should is. definitely. Yeah, All right, uh, moving on. I got a couple more. A happy 32nd birthday. We're getting older. This game came out in 1986 and is a, and is also available on the NES Classic if you have one. Uh, happy 32nd birthday to Metroid. Oh wow, really? Yeah, okay. I think Japan released. But yeah, happy 32nd birthday to Metroid. Um, and then the oldest one on my list. A happy 37th birthday. Ooh. Almost as old as us. Yep. Uh, happy 37th birthday to the Game & Watch version of Popeye. Ooh, really? Yes. Oh, 19- I... F- 1981 that came out. I forgot they made a Popeye game. That I gotta find. That may yep. be my second Holy Grail. Yep. And a very, 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 very special retro birthday. I don't remember which one it is. I believe it is the 42nd ooh, birthday. Ooh. To the one and only podcast host of the yin and the yang mr anthony chu <laughs> yes that is you know it's funny i was gonna give a shout out to him that's really that funny. is that is that is our oldest retro birthday this week and i hope you're enjoying your birthday um happy birthday brother Holy happy cow. birthday man and that is this week's version of retro birthdays all right uh any uh any news coming up here and i feel like uh, we're going Going long here with no new news. No, I know. You know what? Before we wrap up, uh, just a couple of uh, just a couple of news bits I wanted to point out okay. um, before we wrap up the show. Uh, one is the uh, the SNK Neo Geo Mini. You know, we've been talking yes. about that, right? Okay, so that has been released officially in Japan. So oh. it, is, it is out there. Okay, it won't be here. I don't think it'll be here in the U.S. until the end of the year. Um, yeah, I don't but know the re- release date. Yeah, the reviews of it are pretty solid. Um, it, it, I think it goes for about a hundred, I want to say it's about 125 or $130. Wow. Okay. And, and the reason, well, the reason why, uh, the screen on it is an LCD. Oh, that'll do it. Yep. So, yeah. So for a hundred, about 130 bucks, you can get a Neo Geo mini. It's out in Japan. It'll be here later this year. Uh, I will wait for the American version as much as I love buying all these Japanese, uh, um, classics. Uh, I think I need to put a stop to that spending. Well, the Commodore 64 Mini is coming out in the U.S. I think this month. Yeah, but I already have it. This is true. That is true. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to point out, which I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. but they they released sales numbers for um, video game hardware of the month. You know how they do that every month? They say, oh, oh yeah, yeah. PS4 was the best-selling console of this month, mm-hmm. and the Xbox yeah. was the best-selling console of this month. All right. So for June, I thought it was really interesting to bring up that the 
best-selling hardware console, the best-selling piece of hardware for the month of June was not the PS4, was not the Xbox One, and was not the Nintendo Switch. It was the NES Classic. (laughs) Was it really? So Nintendo, (laughs) with all of this limited release garbage that they go through, where it's like, oh, not that many people want... We'll want this wow. thing, so we made limited quantities. Now with the re-release, which, by the way, to point out, it released, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it released on like June 28th or something It like was that. near the oh, end of the two. month, yeah. Which means pre-orders must have really played into this. It was the best-selling console in June. That's hysterical. And yeah. so with that being said, with a console, the number one selling console of June, which meant it was widely available for anyone to pick up right. don't forget to go to the retrogamers.com slash right. to get yourself an nes classic because when hey, we played this it was hard to find it, it it definitely was hard to find apparently it's not as hard to find but hey still you know what if you do not have an nes classic uh you have the opportunity to win a free nes classic and come on we all know that free is better absolutely um, you know, if Larry can get a bunch of free stuff so that he wouldn't have to add money to our contest, he'd be very happy to do that. I'm trying to find free food. Yep. So definitely um, hit up our website to uh, to enter the contest. Um, we also have it up on our Facebook page. It's right at the top. Um, so you can click on the link there as well. Absolutely. Go check it out. Win yourself an NES Classic from us, the Retro Gamers Podcast. The number one retro gaming podcast on the More of the Same family of podcasts. And they the only num- have three. Yeah. And the number one retro gaming podcast that you're listening to currently right now. That, that well, you know, you, you can only listen to one at a time. So That's the mystique of what I'm saying. So, that, well, I, I just poke holes in that. that. You and Frank like to destroy the fourth wall. I constantly build around the podcasts. Uh, there is no tr- there is no fourth wall. Frank has destroyed it on numerous occasions. We don't we don't build walls here. We build bridges. <laughs> and with that being said, folks, we're going to wrap up episode one hundred and two here of the Retro Gamers Podcast. And as usual, another fun journey that we yes, had this here. was fun. Uh, next week, like we uh, like I said earlier, like we said, a uh, portion of the show will be from the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Uh, mm-hmm. As much as me and Glenn can record before we get either bored or kicked out. Um, hopefully not kicked out. Kicked no, kicked out. <laughs> but, Just start uh, running around looking for a virtual boy. They'll kick you out in a heartbeat. That's that's pretty much. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget that's uh, <laughs> expo.liretro.com. Go get your tickets now because they're cheaper now before they're at the door, and uh, yep. you can still enter into contest. Actually, the um, the tournaments you can enter, I believe, up till fifteen minutes before they start. So go check it out. Find me. Find Glenn. Come say hi. And that will be next week. And you got anything happening? Uh, no, except that next week I'm hoping to have, you know, I, I'm hoping to come live from my actual, you know, studio where <laughs> I have a backdrop and not this plain, plain ass back wall. <laughs> That'd be cool. Although, you know what? In post, maybe I'll just start throwing random things up there. I don't paint, know. Paint the wall green. Actually, to be honest with you, with the way it's painted right now, I can probably do it. So <laughs> as long, you know, as long as I'm not the same color of it. I'm fine. Fancy you know, Nancy premiere. So, so, right. so we may we may see something weird in 8-bit uh, coming soon. If I can't record from my studio, I hate you, Microsoft. 
And I just can't. As we like to end the show on hate, we're going to end it on love as well, folks. Go check out your local retro gaming store. Support them and uh, buy what you want to buy. Let us know what you've been playing. And uh, Ant, I will catch you next week. I'll report, let you know what's happening from the Retro Expo. Yes, please do. All right. And with that, folks, we will catch you right here, wherever you're listening to us, wherever you're watching us, next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast. Black Friday savings at Bloomingdale's are here. Take 25% off a large selection of regular and sale price items. Plus, take an extra 50% off a large selection of clearance items. Shop online Thursday through Saturday and in-store Friday through Sunday. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embark Dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest-rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit.